Howdy, Riffers. This is David Sanchez, and this is episode 50 of the Riffs or Die podcast for October 1st, 2021. I hope this message finds you well. As always, if you want to support this podcast beyond listening and sharing it with your friends and family, you can go to riffsordie.com and pick up some merch or hit patreon.com slash riffsordie and subscribe there for bonus content, discounts in the web store, and access to the monthly Zoom hangouts. You guys can ask me anything in real time and we just bullshit for about an hour and it's a good time every time we do it. We do it once a month and if you want to have access to that, you have to go to patreon.com slash riffs or die and sign up at the $10 a month level or higher. To everybody that has already signed up, thank you very much and a huge shout out to Scott Ellerbach. Scott signed up at the Revolutionary Riffer level, and I greatly appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Scott. Dude sent me an awesome note about how, uh, you know, some of the music venues in town are requiring your proof of the Vaseline. And Scott is not down for that. So instead of going to a show, he got his ticket refunded and decided to support the Riffs or Die podcast. Really, really generous and very cool of him. Thanks a lot, Scott. I want to take a trip down memory lane here. You remember that really powerful guy that told people that they need to let him put something inside of their body? Otherwise, they'll lose their job? Of course, I'm talking about Harvey Weinstein. Some of you might have thought I was talking about somebody else. Maybe somebody named Joe Biden. I bring this up to point out that it's not too much different. These guys both hold powerful positions. They both said, hey, if you don't do what I want and let me put this thing inside of you, you're going to lose your job. One is a convicted rapist, and the other one appears to also share some sort of a sexual perversion Related to sticking things inside of your body that you don't want in there. I really think that these people that want you to get this thing stuck inside of your body, whether you want it or not, I think they might have some sort of a sexual perversion, some sort of a sadistic pleasure that they derive from the act of you being helpless against the will that they want to impose on you. That's just my personal take. You don't have to agree. You don't have to disagree either. Because unlike Harvey Weinstein and Joe Biden, I believe in your right to choose what goes on with your own body. What do you think about that? Sounds like a fair way to be definitely leans more toward the side of liberty and freedom as opposed to sadistic perversions where people get pleasure from forcing you to do things. And just like someone who likes to impose their will on you, regardless of whether or not you would like to participate, 
whether that be a politician, a dictator, a rapist, a slave owner, they all seem to have one thing in common. The notion that the victim should just shut up and let it happen. Well, friends, I'm not that guy. I'm actually not willing to just shut up and let it happen. We are actively under attack. And maybe some people would like to just shut up and let it happen. But that is not who I am. Sorry, fellas. Not interested in playing your little game here. I believe that our freedom is paramount and it should be exercised and expanded wherever possible. Right now is the time where we need to put our foot down collectively. It's never going to get easier to stand up than right now. It's going to become more difficult. So if you don't like what's going on, maybe you should say something. Maybe you should put your foot down. Maybe you should talk to the friends that you have that think like you do and aren't into tyranny. Right now is not the time to be quiet. Right now is the time to start standing up and resisting tyranny. Because it doesn't take very long for tyranny to take a stranglehold on things when people don't resist. Something was brought to my attention in regards to the way I speak about the new medical injections that are going around. They're all the rage right now. I was asked why I use the word Vaseline instead of the other word that it's code for. And uh, I thought I should point out, I don't use the word Vaseline to try to be funny. I'm using the word Vaseline to not get this thing removed from YouTube. YouTube censorship is off the charts right now, especially with the news that they just came out with uh, yesterday or two days ago, where they said that they're going to actively start removing any video that has criticisms of the Vaselines. So just to clarify retroactively, I say the word Vaseline in replacement for you-know-what Not because I think it's funny, but because I don't want my stuff getting removed from YouTube. Sounds like it's time to start looking into YouTube alternatives, folks. Some that I would recommend are BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, Rumble, Odyssey, and the Odyssey is spelled O-D-Y-S-E-E. I've also found some other ones called Brand New Tube. There's another one called Huge Tube, U-G-E, Tube. And I'm sure there's plenty of other YouTube alternatives out there that I'm unaware of. But those are some that I do know about. Time to start migrating over to those places because a lot of those other sites I just mentioned don't really do censorship. The truth is under attack. There's no question about that. Anytime they start censoring stuff, I don't know about you, but for me, it makes me really want to look up why did that get censored? What did that person say? Because if it's censored, then it must be dangerous to the status quo. And if it's being censored, but it's not inciting violence, 
that quote-unquote dangerous information is probably true. I'm going to play you guys a clip that I saw yesterday. This is very wild, and I want you guys to hear it. I think it's worth noting when we're talking about the truth being under attack. Because in the U.S., we keep getting told that it's the people that didn't get the injection that are being hospitalized in droves and are really dangerous to society. But I'm going to play you this clip from the Victorian health minister in Australia for the state of Victoria. Listen to what he has to say here. This is a government official in Australia talking about the data that they're seeing down there. This is not tinfoilhat.com. This is not some crazy conspiracy theory stuff. This is what they're actually saying. This is a pretty shocking admission. Check it out. We also have 375 people with COVID in the hospital at the moment. 81 of those are in intensive care and 61 are on a ventilator. Of the people who were in hospital yesterday, 78% were vaccinated and 17 were partially vaccinated. What was that? 78% were Vaselined and 17% were partially Vaselinated. Here it is again. Of the people who were in hospital yesterday, 78% were vaccinated and 17 were partially vaccinated. 78 plus 17 is 95. So 95% of the people that are hospitalized in Victoria, Australia, with the bug, have been poked. Leaving only 5% of bug hospitalizations in the unvaselined people. You got that? Okay. I mean, I don't really need to say a whole lot about that. That data speaks for itself. You can take that and make of it what you will. Just so we have some perspective here, I'm going to look up the Vaseline rates for the state of Victoria in Australia. Well, it looks like the population of Victoria that is fully Vaselined is 49.81%. So about half, about half of that state has been poked. So if these things were just benign and it was just a zero-sum, like whatever kind of result and effect from it, then we would expect half of those hospitalizations to be poked people. Instead, the rate of hospitalizations for people with the bug is a lot more than 50% in the Vaseline group. It almost seems like the Vaselines make it worse. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'm missing something here, but to me, that's kind of what it looks like. 
there's some more news and data and information for people to ignore. So moving forward, or actually I should say backward, because I would like to go back in time. I touched on this speech a couple weeks ago from Joe Biden. And I played you guys a short clip from that where he was threatening to get governors out of the way if they don't comply with his kingly edicts or totalitarian dictator style mandates. I want to play a few more tiny clips from that speech. It's a couple weeks ago. It's a little bit of old news, but I think it's very important and it's going to be relevant for quite some time. So here we go. Clip number one. Let's listen and discuss. We need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. You hear that? This is not about freedom. This is not about freedom. This is not about freedom. Oh, really? It's really not about freedom, huh? Well, it seems like you're very interested in reducing our freedom, so I would think it does have something to do with freedom. But maybe I'm just crazy. Moving on. This one is ultra-relevant to that Australia clip that we had just listened to. Check this out. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. We're going to listen to the crucial part of that one more time. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. Really? The federal government is going to protect Vaseline workers from their subhuman scum co-workers who have not gotten the Vaseline. Hmm. Now again, maybe I'm just crazy or maybe I'm just really stupid, but isn't that what the Vaseline is supposed to do? Isn't the Vaseline supposed to protect the people who took the Vaseline? Well, this is life in the new world order, folks. Double think is a virtue and critical thinking is a sin. Can you believe this fucking guy? Jesus Christ. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. Wow. I thought that's what the poke was supposed to do. Moving on. And that's just the beginning. We've also now started to ship another 500 million COVID vaccines, Pfizer vaccines, purchased to donate to 100 lower-income countries in need of vaccines. Really? Well, that sounds like a really good business model for Pfizer. God damn. Let's spend more American tax cattle, you, American citizens, money, Let's spend more of your hard-earned money to do what? Oh, enrich Pfizer while giving our wealth and the fruits of our labor to other people that didn't pay for it, all while we have problems here at home. I'm all for the charity if you're doing okay. But I got a news alert. We're not doing okay. We got some issues here. Maybe we could afford to give away all of those injections and not pay much attention to that if we weren't 
busy spending our money to give $85 billion worth of weaponry to the Taliban. I don't know. Maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I'm just crazy. Here it is again. And that's just the beginning. We've also now started to ship another 500 million COVID vaccines, Pfizer vaccines, purchased to donate to 100 lower-income countries in need of vaccines. And I'll be announcing additional steps to help the rest of the world later this month. Oh, what are you going to have for us later in the month? It's it's already uh, October now, Joey. What do you got for us? As I recently released uh, the key parts of my pandemic preparedness plan so that America isn't caught flat-footed with a new pandemic comes again, as it will. Oh, what's that? What did you just say? Joe Biden. Did you just say that there's going to be another pandemic? You guys got something up your sleeve? Kind of like when Fauci said that there's going to be a surprise outbreak during the next administration. Speaking of Trump coming in. Is it like that? Do you know something we don't know? As I recently released uh, the key parts of my pandemic preparedness plan so that America isn't caught flat-footed with a new pandemic comes again, as it will. Ooh, a new pandemic comes again, as it will. Caught flat-footed with a new pandemic comes again, as it will. Next month, I'm also going to release a plan in greater detail. I can't wait to hear about his plan in greater detail. I'm sure it'll be wonderful. I'm sure it'll do something that benefits American citizens. That was a joke. That was the uh, comedy section of the podcast. Apologies, that was a bad joke. I think the people that are really going to be benefiting from the new specifics of his plans are probably big pharmaceutical companies and other multinational corporations. Ain't that fun? We pay all the bills. And who benefits? Not the people that paid the bills. Disgusting. You know, when Joey B was talking about this shit, he kept saying, there's 200 million Americans that did the right thing. So what are you insinuating? That the other people that didn't do what you want them to do are doing the wrong thing? They're evil? The divide and conquer tactics are very obviously at play, and we can't let that win. We got to be smarter than that. The real enemies of progress will be the people that are on board with this tyranny of the passport system, where they are pro-segregation. And the real enemies of progress are these people that are doing things that are against what's good for the people. If there was ever a good year for the American tax cattle to not pay their taxes, I reckon this is it. Should we give them money so that they can go and give $85 billion of more weapons to the Taliban or somebody else that hates America? I'm not even like a hardcore nationalist. I think nationalism is very dangerous. 
I think it breeds contempt for people that aren't like you. And I think it causes division. I'm not coming at this from a super nationalist, fuck yeah, bleed red, white, and blue type of angle. But there are very seriously people and organizations in this world that literally hate this country's government. And many of them hate people that just simply live in this country or are allies with this country. And what are we going to do? Give up our money, our hard-earned money, so that the government can give it away to those people again? If I would have told you last year, hey, guess what? The U.S. military is going to fuck up an evacuation of Afghanistan and give the Taliban, who hates our guts, $85 billion worth of American weapons. You would think I was out of my fucking mind. You would think I was absolutely crazy. And here we are. It happened. Suck on that. You really think these people give a shit about us? They hate you. They hate me. They hate us. They hate this country. They hate liberty. They hate the fact that you have free speech. The fact that there is a second amendment. The fact that they can't just wrap up this totalitarian dictatorship dystopia with a nice little bow on it and just throw it all in our face all overnight. They want to do that, but they can't because the people will resist it if it's that blatant and obvious. This is why they're doing it little by little, millimeter by millimeter, inch by inch, yard by yard. Then it's going to turn into kilometers, then miles. You give these people an inch, they take a mile. But they're chipping away at your liberties little by little in hopes that you won't notice. If they tried to do it all at once, people would resist. People would snap out of it and be like, whoa, this is way crazy. But if they do it little by little, many people won't notice. They'll just slip it under the radar. Uh, well, that kind of sucks, but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, well, this sucks, but it's not that big of a deal. Oh, well, you just keep going down that road and eventually you don't have any rights. You have totalitarianism in your face every day forever you think some benevolent good guy country is going to come save America that's delusional no one is coming to save us we have to save ourselves if you can't see that these people actively are trying to destroy this country I don't know what to tell you I mean for fuck's sake Joe Biden has harsher words for people that didn't get poked in this country than he has for the Taliban. Remember when the suicide bombers came and they blew up 13 Marines at the Kabul airport? He didn't have shit to say to them. Nothing too harsh. No super strong words. But if you're not poked, oh boy, he's got it in for you. These people are not here to protect us. They are psychopaths. They're sociopaths. They don't care about you. And they're not just trying to destroy the United States of America. It's even bigger than that. They're literally trying to destroy everything that makes us human. They're trying to erase people's smiles. They're trying to eliminate the ways that we communicate 
whether it's online, whether it's in person, whether it's through body language, just a simple look, a facial expression can translate an idea to someone else. But you can't really do that when half of your face is covered, can you? When half of our face is covered, we lose a lot of context. They're actively breeding more division and they are actively trying to rewrite history and destroy truth. If you are a truth teller today, you have a giant target on your back. Look at Julian Assange. Case in point. Apparently the old CIA director, Mike Pompeo, is real pissed at Yahoo News because they found some declassified shit or uncovered something where it was found that the CIA was planning on kidnapping or assassinating Julian Assange. And what did the former CIA director, Mike Pompeo, have to say about it? I'm not going to apologize for that. Awesome. That's where we are. Unapologetically planning for assassinations of truth tellers. That's where we're at. This is literally like 1984. How many sci-fi novels need to be written before we start like picking up on the hints of how dangerous some technologies and censorship are? Not only how many warnings do we need from sci-fi writers, but just look at history. There's a reason they don't teach you a lot about history in school. Because if you don't know your history, you're way more likely to repeat history. The United States is starting to look a lot more like North Korea, China, Pol Pot's Cambodia, Stalinist Russia, Hitler's Germany, Idi Amin's Uganda, and George Orwell's Oceania from, of course, 1984. I'm over it. I don't give a fuck about people's feelings. If you're on the side of tyranny and this segregation and this statist religion bullshit, I'm sorry, but we're not on the same page at all. I used to be a lot more, yeah, team people. We're all like on the same team. We're all people. We're all in this together. But it's becoming more obvious that we're not actually all on the same page. We're not all fighting the same fight. We're not all in this together. Some people are actively against you. Against me. Against the principles of liberty and freedom and the truth. We're not all on the same page. Like I said before, the real enemies of progress are the ones that are going to be down and totally on board with this totalitarian bullshit. The people that are not okay with that, the people that stand for liberty and the truth and individual rights and freedom, those are my people. I think many of the people listening to this right now are probably those people. You are my tribe. Maybe tribe isn't the best word for it since we are living in such a crazy time that's never existed before. We used to be tribal civilizations, nomadic tribes. That's where we came from, allegedly. I mean, it makes sense to me, but, you know, when you find other people that are on the same page with you that are pro-freedom and against tyranny and cool with the truth and not completely brainwashed, 
we need to take inventory of those people and recognize that we're on similar paths, similar wavelengths. These are the people that are the ones like that guy in the famous picture of the Nazis all hiling, giving the salute. There's one guy there with his arms crossed like, nah, I ain't buying this shit. I am that guy. It's likely that you are that guy. If you're listening to this, you're probably on the same page as me. Take inventory of your friends that are on that wavelength. We will definitely need to come together and try to spread the ideas of liberty, freedom, truth, and trying to unwash people's brains. That's a positive step forward, I believe. Obviously, if you've already made it this far into the podcast, you're kind of a badass, and I appreciate you more than you know. Many of the people that listen to this podcast are very pro-freedom, very pro-free speech, and I love each and every one of you. Now, I want to read you guys an excerpt of a book called Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He was a Russian author. A lot of you have probably heard of this book. I've never read it. I've heard of it many, many times. But someone on Instagram sent this to me, and I would like to share it with you guys. I think it's very relevant and beautiful. The excerpt is titled, Love, Freedom, Enough. Here we go. It reads, And how we burned in the camps later, thinking, What would things have been like if every security operative, when he went out at night to make an arrest, had been uncertain whether he would return alive and had to say goodbye to his family? Or, if during periods of mass arrests, as for example in Leningrad, when they arrested a quarter of the entire city, people had not simply sat there in their lairs, paling with terror at every bang of the downstairs door and at every step on the staircase, but had understood they had nothing left to lose and had boldly set up in the downstairs hall an ambush of half a dozen people with axes, hammers, pokers, or whatever else was at hand. After all, you knew ahead of time that those blue caps were out at night for no good purpose, and you could be sure ahead of time that you'd be cracking the skull of a cutthroat. Or what about the Black Maria sitting out there in the street with one lonely chauffeur? What if it had been driven off or its tires spiked? The organs would very quickly have suffered a shortage of officers and transport, and notwithstanding all of Stalin's thirst, the cursed machine would have ground to a halt. If, if, we didn't love freedom enough. And even more, we had no awareness of the real situation. We spent ourselves in one unrestrained outburst in 1917, and then we hurried to submit. We submitted with pleasure. We purely and simply deserved everything that happened afterward. Beautiful and terrifying words. I need to get that book and read the whole thing. That was from Gulag Archipelago. The most haunting part of that excerpt, to me, is the part where he says, 
We didn't love freedom enough. Definitely food for thought for us here in the U.S. and people that are suffering under tyranny right now all around the world. This author was lamenting that we didn't love freedom enough. That's heavy. Do you love freedom enough? Or will you just sit back and let things happen as they will? With no rebuttal, no intervention, is that who we are? Is that who we want to be? Definitely something worth considering. Before we wrap this thing up, I would like to answer one podcast email. If you would like to send me an email, you can send it to podcast at riffsordie.com. Again, if you want to hit me up, just shoot an email to podcast at riffsordie.com. All right, this one says, thank you for raising awareness. It reads, regarding podcast number 48 and the NARA warnings at the National Archives, this is an example of the pansification or pussification of society and handing over to the government unnecessarily the role of protecting us from hard truths or unpleasant pictures from our history. Give me a break. We are not that fragile. And this is a slippery slope if we allow the government to treat us as fragile imbeciles. We are not idiots. We can handle the fact that graphic content on this website, such as pictures from the Civil War, pictures of lynchings, pictures of surgeries, quotes from plantation owners, or whatever, are actually part of our history, all of which we must face and learn from. Meanwhile, the government is not protecting our borders and threatening to get duly elected governors, quote, out of the way, be afraid. Well, thanks for that email. I totally agree with your sentiment here. Yeah, we are not that fragile. We don't need censorship of history. We need the unfiltered history so that we can actually learn from it. Idiots erase history. I reckon intelligent people learn from history. There's a big difference. Maybe the reason that the hyper-leftists want to get rid of all of the slavery evidence is so that people will forget and not have a reference point. Kind of the opposite of what has happened in Germany and Poland with the concentration camps. They left them all there as a reminder. They want people to never forget what happened there. They didn't just tear down Auschwitz because it was a bad thing from history to, you know, erase the history and make it so we can all just forget about it. No, they left it there as a reminder. Hey, motherfuckers, don't let this happen again. We're headed that direction. We need to learn from history, not just ignore it and rewrite it. We need to learn. And at the end of this email here, it's talking about the government is not protecting the borders. That is completely true in the United States. 
You're welcome to just come right in. They'll give you free food, free water, free clothing, a hotel room, and a bus or a plane ticket to any city in the USA that you want to go and some money. And who paid for all of that? Oh, yeah, that's right. The regular American citizens that paid taxes. Again, if there was ever a year to not pay them, I reckon this would be the one. They're just giving it away to other people. They're doing nothing to benefit you. And with those people that are coming across the border, they are not required to get tested or be poked. But you, as an American taxpaying citizen, you have to get poked or else. That is extortion. That is coercion. But those rules don't apply if you happen to come in across the southern border. I'm all for people coming over here. I think that maybe they should tweak the laws to make it a little bit easier to do it legally. From what I understand, that's one of the big problems is it's not super simple. It's rather difficult to uh, immigrate here. So maybe that's a discussion worth having at some point. But uh, (laughs) American citizens are getting treated like criminals while we have people that are not from here, don't pay any taxes, get to come over and get treated better than the people that pay all the taxes and grew up here and were born here. Again, I'm not a nationalist. I think nationalism is very dangerous. I consider myself a human being before I would consider myself an American. I am a citizen of this planet before I'm a citizen of the United States. But, you know, some rules exist for a reason. Borders don't seem like the worst idea. Look at Korea. South Korea is like, no, 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 that border is totally cool. North Korea, you just stay up there and do whatever the fuck you want. Leave us alone. And North Korea is thinking pretty much the same thing. We don't want your Western influence society that blew up into a great economy, one of the world's leaders. We don't want that stuff up here. We want our people poor and starving to death. We like to have them right under our thumb. We don't like that freedom stuff that you Western-minded people talk about. You stay over there on that side. We'll stay over here. Borders aren't necessarily a bad thing. And if you think we shouldn't have borders at all, then I suggest you go and find some homeless people out in your town and have them all stay over at your house for an indefinite amount of time and you pay to feed them. And Let me know how that goes. Please write in. Anyone who wants to run that experiment, please write your results in to podcast at riftsordie.com and I would be happy to read it on air. Internet air, that is. Reading the end of this email here in full, it says, Meanwhile, the government is not protecting our borders and threatening to get duly elected governors out of the way. That's right. Joe Biden was threatening to get governors, quote unquote, out of the way. Sounds like some dictator shit to me, bro. But again, maybe I'm just stupid and crazy. You ended the email with a two-word sentence. Be afraid. That's the only part I would take issue with here. Maybe don't be afraid. Maybe be prepared. Start preparing mentally 
Start preparing physically. Start preparing for what is coming. My brothers and sisters, I don't think that it's going to get better from here. In the long term, I could see it getting better from here. But before that happens, I think it's going to get a little worse. So maybe don't be afraid. Be prepared. Don't worry. Worry is interest paid on a debt that you might not owe. Never forget that. Worry is interest paid on a debt that you may not owe. There is zero downside to being prepared. Get prepared. Worst case scenario, you get prepared for some shit to go down and nothing happens. Well, cool. You're good to go. Same reason I've got a fire extinguisher in my house. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Same goes with emergency food supply, water. If you're in the U.S., maybe some legally purchased firearms and ammunition. Get prepared, not scared. Thanks for writing in that email. I really appreciate your support here and what I'm doing. Trying to raise awareness little by little, and um, you writing in emails like that gives me a little bit more wind in the sails to keep pushing. Sometimes I wonder, like, what am I even doing here? Why am I even talking about this? Maybe it's too far gone. But then on the other hand, often I feel like, nah, we need to talk about this stuff now because if we don't talk about it at all, then it will be too late. We still have free speech, kind of, right now. We still have a Second Amendment, kind of, right now. We still have many of our constitutional rights, kind of, right now. So let's exercise them and use them while we can. Like I said, it's not going to get easier to stand up to these people. It's going to become more and more challenging, more difficult to take a stand. It's never going to be easier than it is right now. So stand up right now while it's easy. My mom always told me this phrase, a stitch in time saves nine. And I never really understood the phrase when I was a little kid, but you know, now that I'm an adult, I get it. A stitch in time is going to save you from having to do nine stitches. Nip it in the bud. Take care of the problem early and you'll have a way smaller problem to fix. Instead of letting it go on and on and on and becoming this big, huge, enormous problem. Stay strong out there, everybody. This is a very, very interesting point in history. But if you feel that something is not right, don't be afraid to speak up. It's never going to get easier to speak up. I go back to what Andy Thomas said a handful of podcasts ago when I asked him for some advice that he had for future generations. And he essentially said, be careful with what you allow to take place because ultimately it's going to be you that has to apologize to your children and your grandchildren for what you allowed to happen and become commonplace. Be tough, be strong. You are not alone. There are millions, probably billions of us around this planet. And more and more are coming to the side of truth and anti-authoritarianism 
every single day. Keep up the good work. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Shoot me an email, podcast at riffsordie.com if you would like to have a question read on the show. My musical suggestion for the week is Chet Atkins. This compilation that I've been listening to is called Guitar Legend, the RCA Years. Go listen to the guitar wizard, Chet Atkins. Mega badass and very chill music. Great background music, good shit to work to, good stuff to drive to, good stuff to do all kinds of good stuff to. (laughs) Don't forget to head over to riffsordie.com and pick up some merch. There are t-shirts in there, along with stickers and pins available that have a phrase that I think most of you will dig. It says, think, it's not illegal yet. Also have No Karate in the Pit shirts and all sorts of other cool designs in there with lots of skeleton action going on. Check them out, riffsordie.com. Thank you in advance. All right. That's it for me. I'll talk to you all in episode 51 very soon. Until then, try to leave the world a little nicer than the way you found it, and we're going to be all right. I think we are going to be all right, people. Keep opening eyes and opening minds. Practice mental fortitude. We need you. The world needs you. Humanity needs you. In the words of Ringo Starr, peace and love, peace and love. Adios, amigos. Thank you.